Hello and welcome to Retrotainment episode 16. Um, missing this week is my co-host, capital C, capital O, Greg. I've given him the week off. Um, I say I've given him the week off. The truth is that he wasn't invited into the into the King's Court and therefore, you know, had to, like I wasn't going to turn down an invitation to the King's Court. So just told him, you know, oh no, we weren't invited, we weren't invited and left him outside <laughs> with the other the other peasants as I joined the king here. Absolutely. <laughs> How are you doing, bud? All good, my man. Great to finally be on the show because it's a great old show, I must say. Yeah, it's been great being able to go back and watch uh, old films. Like, most of them are stuff I've watched previously anyway, but it's great going back and getting a chance to watch them again. Like, it's not something that you'd think to do a lot of the time, you know? Yeah, and I suppose you're looking at them with a different set of eyes as well sometimes. Yeah, trying to kind of think, like, why would this be good? Why, like, why do I like this? Not just, oh, did I like that? But why did I like it? Sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's it's interesting, all right. Yeah. Um, I've been loving your shows as well. Obviously, part of the Dynamo Podcast Network, King Wars oh, Court. Yeah, thanks, man. It's um, it's going really well. The numbers are are good, mm. uh, which I must say. I mean, uh, but the you the YouTube aspect of things seems to be lending itself very well to my podcast, anyway. Yeah. You know? I think um, being able to see how relaxed you are with your guests really comes yeah. across really nicely. Yeah, because, like, you know, just before COVID, we were people used to come into the court, you know, and it was it was a great setup. Yeah. Just to chill out, have a cup of tea or a beer, whatever you wanted, mm. and uh, just chatting. And as I say, it's usually musicians chatting to musicians, but it's it's easy going, you know. It's and that's the way I do any podcast. If I'm on a podcast with you, I'm gonna just do the exact as in approach it the same you yeah know? I, th- I think that's the best way you know like having people that, where they're just relaxed they're not on edge about what's going to be asked of them and stuff i think that is the best way so yeah absolutely so, so it's always good to hear hear your stuff anyway i really loved the recent one with um uh, with the uh, dara from dara. Brenda's for megadeth because they're a band i've like, fallen out of like just not out of dislike or anything just hadn't listened to them in so long yeah and i've had well, them on repeat since Oh, brilliant. That's cool, yeah. because they're not a band that I particularly like. Yeah, but, you did say that, but you were yeah. very fair to be fair to them. Well, that's it. I mean, look, you know, I mean, if you're going to just do stuff you like all the time on your podcast, what's the point in doing? You have to challenge yourself now and again. Yeah, exactly. And doing a, a, a review like that of Megadeth is a challenge for me because, like, some of my best friends will tell you he hates them. Yeah. <laughs> but as I said on the podcast, I respect them. I think you're very fair as well. Like you didn't, you know, like you gave, you gave good albums a good rating, and you gave the bad albums, which there is some. Like, like I'm, I'm not one of those people who'd be like, oh, they don't have a bad album. They do have bad albums, and yeah. you, you rated them poorly. But that's that's what you expect, you know. Absolutely. But sure, look, it was it was just a little veer off, a little change from chatting the norm. To, yeah. Yeah. So it, just two or three different uh, podcast concepts I have, and obviously with COVID, I can't do one or two of them. So I'm trying to just kind of do as many, just to change things up a little bit. You know yourself, you need to... Yeah, keep things interesting, you know? Yeah, you need to vary things up a little bit, you know? But um, we decided to get, get you on for this film anyway, because this is your your film, the biggest film. Oh, I love um, this film. As I was saying, he's watching. Yeah. He is watching. For anyone who, uh, who doesn't know this film, it's obviously Predator. And if you don't know this film, uh, seriously, where have you been? <laughs> Yeah. I, I must know this uh, film line for line now. Yeah. But um, released in the 29th of January, 1988. Strange time to kind of release a film. 
the end yeah. of January. It's not really the time you think of time to release a big, big film, especially with a guy like Arnie. And an action film as well. I mean, it's it's literally yeah. just over Christmas. You don't expect an act like it's usually summer for the blockbusters, isn't it? Really? Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's why I, I was surprised when I seen that. That's when this was was released. It's such an early time in the year to release it. But uh, I suppose at that time Arnie was, you know, always busy. So I suppose maybe you just fire. had to you just had to release it when you got him. Like yeah, um, I, it worked out for the better. I think anyway. It did. Yeah, I think because it didn't have anything else to go up against, it ended up doing quite well because as i said 1988 98.3 million at the box office well which doesn't seem like much now because you hear about you know billions and stuff but you're looking at 1983 again then it was different price for a ticket you know absolutely and it was that worldwide or was that just in the states i don't know i I looked that up and i it just it's in dollars so i'm assuming that's they just give me the states well, maybe, I don't know, it could be more wood, but they just do the thing in, in dollars. Yeah, they, but... they could do, yeah, I'm never really sure, so. Yeah. Um, I always like to look up just the ratings for the films now. I don't, I never judge a film off the ratings that I find, yeah, I but I always think it's interesting to see what people have rated it. So out of uh, 48 critics on Rotten Tomatoes, it got 81%, which I don't think is too far off. Well, they, they then, can be quite, they can be quite critical. Yeah, th- it's some of the stuff they criticize films for stuff that i don't like it's not what you should be criticizing it for like i think um when i did mighty ducks with ian like one of the main like it got rated quite low by the critics and their main argument was that it's a it's very childish and i'm like yeah but it's a children's film like film yeah you know of it's very formulaic you know oh good guys get coached by somebody who doesn't like them and then and you're like yeah but it's a children's film like of course it's formulaic all children's yeah. stuff is formulaic it's you know yeah, bad, guy, bad guy beats good guy good guy builds up and then beats bad guy you know that's yeah. always the story and you know i don't want my children's films to change like that's what i still expect from them you know yeah absolutely and i mean yeah and in fairness they named the film after a really crap NHL team, you know? Well, no, they didn't. <laughs> the NHL team came off the back of the film. I the know. film was actually made first, which is, I know. Kidding, which is one of the one of the stranger things that's happened. Uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of history and legacy there, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think it's it's probably one of the more interesting legacies, but I think that's for we'll leave Another... ice hockey to uh, the flaming puck. Give Absolutely. it a little there. Absolutely. Um, but audience score of 87%, which I don't, I don't think is too far off either i mean mm, yeah it's i mean like i would i would look at the audience score before i look yeah that, at that's what i would tend to look at but this one being quite close it's that's always good to see yeah that, it's uh, consistent yeah it's consistent yeah, which isn't always the case now i think if anything gets over 80 percent, then that's a good sign that it's a good film i think so too because a lot of the times what you're marking people down for is is things that you're kind of nitpicking on yeah um so like something like this could be nitpicked that you know it's not full of action straight away and some people would be like oh i don't i don't like that and yeah. then i'll mark it down because of that you know and then of course in some i in some areas it's classed as a kind of a horror thriller really. yeah exactly so, and then some people seem to rate them down on things like uh graphical effects as well and you're like yeah but it's from the 80s lads like it's you know what we had to work, what they had to work with then, isn't what we have to work with now. You can't, exactly, can't yeah. compare them, but it is what it is, I suppose. Um, we'll get into the film though. I, I think as a great start, where we see um, obviously Dutch and Dylan, the oh, big yeah. uh, Dylan, the, the two big beefy arms. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
my god, it's such a such an iconic opening, and the music, yeah. which was made by Alan Silvestri, uh, it's just iconic. iconic. Yeah. I actually bought the soundtrack of that film. I th- I think that, see a lot of films from kind of that ge- generation, the soundtracks were on point. Like yeah, you, now, you don't get that too often anymore. Like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy being kind of the exception. A lot of films now don't have a soundtrack that is just no deadly. Like it's all it's a lot of generic stuff nowadays. Yeah. Really. Whereas and, back then, I think they they put more money into the songs than they yeah. do now because it well, probably cheaper then as well. I suppose people had less record deals and stuff. So, mm. but as well as that, like yeah, they seem to be using um, artists more rather than composers more so. Yeah, which I think it it doesn't give uh, like you know yourself the opening title from that film is as iconic as the film itself. Yeah, you know, and it's the same as Star Wars. It's that exactly. You know, it, it, there's no song. It's just the it's a composer with just a, yeah. a film score. Exactly, which I think and was it, I think a lot of films could learn to to go back to that. Another yeah. great film that uh, like I could talk about films all day. By the way, yeah, so so good. <laughs> um, another great film with a fantastic soundtrack is The Mission. Uh, Robert De Niro's in it. It's a, yeah. oh my god, it's, and that's another eighties film. But any 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 Omarikani did the soundtrack for that, and it's spectacular. Just yeah, the, there's there's so many of them. There's yeah. the eighties was great for soundtracks. But um, this big scene where you see the two big beefy arms uh, clasping up in a kind of a test of strength, I suppose. Absolutely. Um, the, I can't see this scene now. I don't know if you you were ever big into it, but there, there used to be a thing on YouTube called a. Uh, Ventrilo harassment. What's that? So Ventrilo used to be what how people that? so Ventrilo used to be this thing that people used to use to like communicate when they're playing games and stuff together. And there was this guy who was just really good at uh, cracking into them. Oh right. Like he'd be able to hack into somebody's one, but all he'd ever do when he hacked in was play soundboards. Oh right. Oh no. It's not like um and uh, he used this as one of them. The government got you pushing too many pencils, 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 and he he just keep playing pen the bit where it says pencils over and over again, then stop, yeah. and then play it again. <laughs> oh, good lord! No, yeah. I never. I, I got to check them out actually. That there's low. I think he mainly used Arnie because you oh. know I, the one liners are just so good from Arnie. Well, I think I did actually. I think I heard one when he, when he used from Kindergarten Cop. Yeah. Who is your daddy, and what does he do, or something like that? Yeah, you know? there's a, he. He just uses Arnie soundboards. They're never just one film. He just takes everything and just rams it down yeah, people's throats. It's I so... have actually heard him. Yeah. But yeah, I, I can't see that scene because he always puts that image on the screen and the <laughs> got muscled arms and pencils, pencils, pencils. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a great um, it's a great opening. Like, and it introduces you to the two characters and it gives you that you know dynamic of that they they know each other. They don't particularly like each other either. Straight from the yeah, straight from the start, you get that, um, and then obviously they go into uh, into the jungle. Yeah. Um, what I like about uh, this film is all the characters are larger than life. They're all big you know? boys, all right. Yeah. And in in in, sto- in size and in personality. Yeah. You know? But what I like about it is they're all trying to outmuscle each other in a in their own way. Yeah. You know, but there's only one big dog, and that's Arnie. Yeah, yeah, they know, they all know who's really the big dog, but they still, you know, they still take their shots. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like there was some big boys in that film. Yeah, they, there wasn't any, there wasn't too many small boys anyway. No. <laughs> but uh, they find that the body's all um, strung up, which is the first indication that there's something a bit different to um, 
to the, this mission that they've been sent on. Yeah, they think they're, they're rescuing a cabinet minister or something like that. Yeah, and then they find these bodies uh, strung up by the, um, like with all the flesh kind of taken off them. Yeah. And that's the first indication that you're like, well, hmm, that's a bit of a, a strange one now. And in fairness, they did great with those bodies. Yeah. They looked spectacular. It looked, yeah, it, it looked like it looked pretty gruesome, all right, yeah. yeah. I mean, Stan Winston did all the stuff on this, so like, I mean, he an amazing graph, uh, you know, um, special effects guy. Yeah, one of the best. He was one of the best. I mean, he did the Predator as well himself. Yeah, he designed that like so, and did a great job on that as well. To mm. be fair to him, but um, Dylan keeps telling them that there's just six U.S. soldiers after being shot down with the senator or whatever it is and that that's what they're they're looking for out here but then yeah. as the film progresses we kind of see that hmm that's seeming a little less and less uh there's an ulterior motive going on yeah there's a, there's a little less of that now um <laughs> and they, they finally get to a, a camp after a while of um insurgents of some sort yeah and that, you see the, is, yeah you see one of them executing um, a, a US soldier yeah. or, or some sort, yeah, and that's when shit starts to go down. Arnie yeah. didn't like that. I don't blame him. <laughs> no, you know, that's what that's he considers that one of his bodies. You know, um, it's a great scene and seeing Arnie pick up the um, oh yeah, the, the, the truck, truck that, that yeah. was power and everything. Yeah, I mean, you know, you can <laughs> see that in some films and be like, that's not realistic. But when you look at a guy like Arnie, you're like. Yeah, he probably could do that. Like, yeah. look at the size of him. I wouldn't like to. I wouldn't like to say to him that he couldn't do it. Do you know what I mean? See, I would because I think he'd go out and prove to me that he could do it, <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Well, I was wrong." Yeah. If <laughs> he I'd, told me, if he told me that he had to head off six cows, I'd say, "Yeah, I believe you." I, I wouldn't doubt that. Jay. <laughs> to, to maintain that the body mass he had, he was probably eating a, a ton of cows. All right. <laughs> um. But they um they they eventually learned that that the story is fake after um basically destroying that camp. Yeah. Dylan has to eventually uh come clean. Come clean. <laughs> like like okay, well, that's not what we're here for. Well well I think when Arnie cops it, he's gonna I think he looks like he's gonna beat the crap out of him and then he yeah, he kinda has to admit then what's going down. Yeah, like he's a Dylan's a big boy, but you know, when Arnie's telling you he's gonna beat the crap out of you, you're kinda like shaking in your boots well yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe <laughs> <laughs> but um while they're in the camp they you know they basically kill everyone bar bar one anna anna they they decide to keep her alive um i don't i don't really know why they decide to keep her like obviously they feel that there's some value i think that their reasoning is that she can help them find the rest of the insurgents but yeah, I think um, it wasn't a case of it that they had a hostage per se. Yeah, like you say, I think they could. She could have probably given them a bit more information of the jungle of you know who was attacking her. You know, they like you say the plan that uh, they had. You know. Yeah. So um, there's no even real any real indication that she was a part of that was insurgents per se. No, but she was there, and she did. And she did try to attack Arnie from behind. Yeah. Um, but after this, once we learn of uh, Dylan being, you know, a, a, a lying, cheating bastard, he uh, he tells Arnie that, you know, you might be the best at what you do, but what you are is an expendable asset. And then Arnie says, my men are not expendable. 
<laughs> yeah, and until they later go on to be the Expendables. <laughs> <laughs> and there's another one for you to do at some point. Yeah, well, a couple of years down the line, maybe. Oh but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, it's, it's the again we see the animosity between the two, like what. Dylan views as you know this is and I kind of do get it because Dylan has obviously climbed to the ranks because at one point he used to work and do the same thing as Arnie Dylan has now learned that you know there's there's a bigger plan in play and it's not just about get in and get out which Arnie still hasn't or Dutch I suppose Dutch has decided like that's never going to be the way for him he's real boots to ground soldier whereas other people have progressed up but it's like, do you know what? It's like in any kind of big, big company or big business. Yeah. If, one, if someone rises the ranks, they do change, you know? Yeah, they do. Because they, they start looking at things in a different way, which is, you know, when Dylan was with Arnie originally, he would never have sit, t- thought of himself and the others as expendable assets. Exactly. But he's now risen up to a point where he's like, that's what they are. Like, we can send them in. They can do the job and that'll get us sorted. So Dylan is a dick, like. There's he no did. doubt about it, but yeah. like I can see why he kind of went the way he did because he he did rise up in the ranks and Arnie or Dutch never never did. Dutch just stayed to what he was good at, I suppose, which was rescue missions essentially. Yeah. Now, actually, I remember now it was it was Dylan who actually wanted your, Anna as a captive. Just, yeah. just for information and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it was never a hostage thing. It, it was no. always just a we can get more information out of it. Yeah. Not, forthcoming with any information because she's no. not a she can't speak english but uh well, thankfully poncho speaks spanish or whatever it is they're they're, they're talking you know but she's again she's not very you know she's, giving she's the information yeah yeah so they they tie her up and decide uh it's time to start going Um we've seen predator a few times now up in the trees and stuff well not seen them i suppose but it's kind of silhouette the silhouette of something watching them yeah um and something essentially hunting them. Yeah, uh, very cool, very cool, I have to say. And then we see, um, as they're walking along, they're about to go into a, a forest, but one of the guys just stops dead in front of them, and they just trust him. Mac. Um, Mac, yeah. Is it Mac that stops? No, no but it's, it's, it's Billy, sorry. Billy. Billy, Billy stops, and Billy's just like, there's something in there. But and they're all like... Man. They're like, there's uh, nothing. There's nothing there, Billy. Yeah. And he's like, there's something, and it ain't a man. Yeah. I, 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 Billy is one of my favorite characters from this. Oh, just he was because, brilliant. Like, he doesn't do a whole lot. Like, he doesn't do a whole lot in terms of like on screen, but he's just, you know, the stuff he does do, he does so well. They're like and another badass that you wouldn't mess with. Oh no, he didn't. He didn't <laughs> seem like you'd want to mess with him anyway. No. <laughs> um, but they, he eventually overcomes whatever fear has a. Uh, overtaken him and they've said like that he doesn't fear any man so yeah. you know he, he eventually thinks you know i must be i must be going crazy and they push on ahead which um turns out to be a bad decision absolutely but so they're stuck in the middle of it so what can they do yeah this is because they have to they have to essentially make their way back to where a um a, a, a u.s plane can pick them up yeah. Or a US chopper, I suppose. Opera, yeah. yeah, Mark! <laughs> <laughs> but um, they're making their way through the jungle to get to this this chopper. Um, so they have to go through here, no matter what. And this is when we see Predator first attack, really. Some attack, wasn't it? 
yeah, we don't really see too much of it. We just see Hawkins getting squashed. Yeah, essentially. He's destroyed, yeah, just gone. Um and Anna is left essentially covered in blood, just completely terrified. Of course, you know, and we know why he didn't attack Anna was because she wasn't carrying a weapon. Yeah, he only, you know, if if you don't have a weapon, you're no threat to him. So he feels no um no reason to to test you. Mm. But um, Dylan again, not paying attention and lets Anna kind of run off, which is why mm. this whole thing happens because they have to chase her then into the into the jungle off a beaten path like dylan just he's just so useless in a, in a lot of ways isn't he like he, well, he's lost his edge he's lost his uh yeah his instincts really well for the most part anyway he comes yeah. across as, as again a pencil pusher you know yeah he has he's that's that's what's happened like he's 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 lost what you know that feeling on the back of your neck that you get when something's not right he's lost that whereas all yeah. the boys still have it but he keeps pushing them on come on let's go let's go um, it's a brutal attack to be fair like uh, as little as we see of it and they can't find his body really yeah it's just bits and pieces it's just bits and pieces and then they eventually find his dog tag his dog tag and then a, a kind of mush that they're just like I think yeah. I think that's his body they couldn't yeah they couldn't make out yeah I think they just accepted like that okay there's a mush of like something that looks human here it, it must be it must be him like a mush of bad jokes yeah but um it's <laughs> like it, this is about 40 minutes in before we actually get a glimpse of him predator which is yeah. i think is great because as you said some people kind of define this as slightly a horror and yeah. i like that i don't want the well not that i don't want like sometimes horror does work when you see the you know the villain or whatever straight away I think building that suspense is the best way to do it. Like because, well, like let's be honest. I mean, there's nothing more terrifying than the human mind. Exactly, and what I mean yeah. by that is, if like whatever any whatever anyone can put in front of a camera for you, it's nothing compared to what you can imagine yourself. So that's the kind of horror I've always liked. Yeah, is less is more. Yeah, you know? I also like that if I put myself into the situation of the characters. Yeah. If you've seen the thing that you're attacking, at least you know what it is. Whereas if you know there's something there, but Could you still haven't anything. seen it, and you're like, I just, like, everyone's had it at some point in their life where, you know, they've gone to do something or they're walking home or something, and they just, yeah. something doesn't feel right. And you're like, okay, I'm going to, you know, you either continue on and, you know, sometimes, you know, it's just one of those feelings and nothing ever ends up happening. But yeah. There's loads of cases where people are like, I had a feeling something was wrong. So I rang this person or I did this. And it turns out that, you know, and they, can right. be, they can be just as scary as, as I say, what, what yeah. if they push something in front of the on screen. Yeah. But that's what I like is that the characters, ha- like you still get the characters feeling that way where they're like, oh, something's not right. But like, there's nothing, well, wrong, like, there's nothing wrong either. Like, there's no reason we shouldn't be going on, you know? And, and they're all do- tough men. Like, yeah. they, they, they're not like, uh, maybe no, maybe not. So like, <laughs> but what I like as well is that it shows it from the predator's aspect as well, where he's and watching yeah, them and crafting stuff. And you still don't see him; you just see kind of a blurry outline looking down yeah. on them. Yeah, which I think is great. Or, or through his 
uh, like what he's chose always. Oh, true. They like uh, yeah, the, the little the helmet on the, the, uh, the red vision. red light red red laser sight and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's very good. Like because you now because now you know that something's hunting them and it can see them when they can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. So it definitely builds up the tension of, okay, something's something's happening. Yeah. Um, th- but they set up a camp after this, and uh, they start to hear a bit of a commotion, which turns out to just be <laughs> it's just a, a boar, and they, the lads get a bit of stick after that now. Mac was uh, mutilating it to bits, wasn't he? Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> Mac, calm down there. <laughs> But uh, obviously, that's not what Mac really heard. They just, in their head, they, you know, there was, it was there, but they, that's what they found. Of course, I think we, we forgot about Blaine. Didn't Blaine die before Mac? I think Blaine does, but is that after Mac attacks the boar and then, um, then Blaine gets attacked back at the, um, the yeah, yeah, you're right. Sorry, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah they, that's right. They all go down to see what Mac's, uh, Mac is up to, and yeah. they're, they're giving him stick about attacking the boar. But That's Blaine funny. has been injured, and he's back at camp. Yes, correct, correct. And uh, Predator comes and uh, whisks him, him away. Off. <laughs> yeah, finishes him off anyway. Um, this is when we first see that the Predator can be hurt, because yes. they obviously they see it something go into the trees. Um, so they fire every bullet they've got into, <laughs> <laughs> into the trees. And they're, after a while, they're just like, right, we have to have killed it. So they go in to check, and there's nothing, nothing there. But of course, Anna sees a bit of blood, alien blood on one of the leaves. Yeah, now I wonder, because she sees that, right? Does she know what the alien, like, do they, does, like, had they encountered the alien prior to this, and they kind of knew what it was? I don't think so. I think she, she she kind of saw it and then kept quiet about it, which yeah. doesn't seem like a smart move, you know. Well, the fact that he didn't kill her initially in her first meeting with him, probably yeah. not that not that she could obviously she couldn't communicate with it, but uh, the fact that it didn't kill her maybe that's I, I don't I don't think that her group would have encountered the predator first because let's be honest they wouldn't have been half as good fighters as uh, Dutch's crew. No, they wouldn't. But that's why we we seen loads of um, other bodies strung up and stuff. Um, mm. So I don't know. Like maybe, maybe they had come across it, and she had because she sees the blood, and you'd think, you know, right? There's obviously something here, and yeah. I found this blood. I should tell them. Yeah, but she she doesn't know them anything. That's the thing. I know, but at the same time, they're probably the ones that are going to get you out of there safely if. Um, if anyone is, so probably best to to tell them, I suppose. Tell them, yeah. But she doesn't anyway, and they continue on. Um, but we get to see the Predator um, take out the little kit. This is the first time we actually see the Predator. Yeah. Without oh, the... Decloaked, um, decloaked. Yeah, yeah, the decloaked Predator, because they've jammed his system or whatever. Yeah. And he has to take out the little vial and uh, heal up his arm. Or is it his arm or his... Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 it's Zarn they've shot him in, isn't it? it? Closes it together. He puts a bit of painkiller in it and then closes it together. Yeah, that's what that's it is. Yeah. An, un, an, un, an ungodly uh, scream. Yeah. But um, they continue on uh, knowing that, you know, things aren't going too well. Um, and they get radioed in that, you know, the chopper is is on its way. Yeah. Um, And that they I- have 
a certain amount of time to get there or it's not quick enough though no it's not quick enough. well they still need to get to the rendezvous i suppose which is the problem yeah. um yeah. but they they kind of they start pushing on here um and then we get the you know the famous line of mark get to the chopper <laughs> get to the chopper <laughs> but um obviously that doesn't happen <laughs> um oh, poor old Mac's head gets mushed yeah um just clean out yeah and you know and we forgot actually to, we forgot to talk about poor uh billy's death that we didn't see on screen oh is billy's before max it yeah, is yeah. oh it is because as they're crossing over the little the, 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 the uh, kind tree. of bridge yeah bridge tree billy decides that um you know what? I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to run anymore. So he takes out, he throws his gun away and takes out his knife and cuts open his chest. Sword. Yeah. That, I didn't see the point in that. Video, although it must have been because it was near Native American or something, or Native Indian. I think so, so yeah. Probably some sort of ceremonial thing. Yeah. It was that. I was thinking it was either that or he wasn't sure what drew the. Um, whatever was hunting them because obviously they don't know if he was like maybe yeah. it, it gets drawn to blood so he was like i'll cut myself just to mm. we don't see his death but um you hear it though you, you definitely hear it that is that's one of the most ungodly screams you ever hear yeah. uh, which is not something you'd expect from a man like billy i know he's normally yeah. quite silent and doesn't really say a whole lot and to hear that you're like whoa must have been bad <laughs> i can't imagine he had many uh, reasons to, to yell like that before in his career no um well they always said like they said you know like as we said arnie is the leader but i think yeah. billy was always considered kind of the the, the, the killer or the group like the loose cannons so yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't have been messing with him either um but yeah they get across um and still anna has no weapon but she seems determined to to pick one up yeah that's right which uh she eventually does much to her um much to her detriment. <laughs> yeah. That's um, it. And Mac, Mac, unfortunately, doesn't make it to. Uh... So he's basically picking them off one by one. Yeah. Which is, and of course, as we know now, it's it's his version of sport. Yeah, it's, it's hunting. Almost, it's hunting, and the way I mean, it's brilliant the way it it's he's like he it's stalking them all. Yeah. And. They're all, they're, and what I like about it is, there's all they've all had different types of deaths. Yeah, no one's been the same. Yeah, no, which is cool. It's it it, it keeps it kind of you know. Yeah, well, you know, it'd be boring for him to do the same kill yeah. every time, I suppose. Um, but obviously, Mac is uh is put down pretty, pretty, pretty quickly, pretty and then quickly. we we see D Dylan decides that you know maybe it's time to stop being a dick. <laughs> and to actually like if i want to survive this maybe i need to you know get back to what the boys are all about so he goes uh goes out to hunt so he goes after the predator because he sees him doesn't he he does he sees him that's you know what we're, we're we're kind of intertwining here he sees the predator and he tells mac to he, he wants to work with him oh yeah they want to loop so, around him that's what it is yeah. yeah so mac is trying to go and do whatever he's doing and all of a sudden, he's kind of looking up, and you just see the the three dots on his head. Yeah, so that's when he's gone, and the predator mimics uh, Max's voice. Yeah, 
to try and distract Dylan. Um, That's then, where we're at now. Yeah, and then Dylan, Dylan does a good job. To be fair to him, like he, mm. you know, until his arm gets, <laughs> yeah. his arm gets taken look, off him. That looked cool as well for the time. Yeah, it did. Oh, it looks it looks great. Yeah, and mm. then he's you know with the one arm with the gun swinging around. Yeah. <sighs> it's a great great scene. That's but, brilliant. Um, so he kind of redeemed himself in the end. He does, and I think that's you know that's kind of what always happens in these sort of situations that he eventually. Yeah. The bad, not the bad guy, but you know the kind of dick guy who used to be a good guy. Yeah, redeems himself. But um, now is it? I think is is it Mac or I think it is Mac that gets shot dead in the head, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so his is the only skull that we see because after he kills um Dylan, we see that he's collecting the yeah. skulls. Like, Trophies. Like, yeah. Takes the skull and the spine out, and the only one that's got a big crack in it is um is obviously Max. Max. Yeah. Um, which is a bit strange to me because if that's what like he ha- he could have killed Mac any other way, so it's kind of strange to me that he, you know, the thing that he collects as a trophy is the thing that he damaged. I know. Yeah. Well, the- again, I you see, as far as I can remember, it's also like a training exercise for these predators. Yeah. So he's obviously learning as he's going. That sounds scars that he's learning as he's going. Yeah. I don't know. I, I that, that like as we said, like things get marked down, and when people are writing them, that's probably the one thing that I kind of I could see it getting marked down on because it's it's kind of like they forgot what like they had that scene in mind where they're like we'll have them holding up the skulls as mm. trophies, but then they kind of forgot. Oh, we actually had them shoot someone in the head a second ago. We well, see here's the thing about yeah. yeah. Here's the difference between films back then and and we'll say now. There's attention. There's serious attention to detail in good films nowadays yeah like when i first watched this i didn't think that at all but when yeah. i went back to rewatch it i was kind of as you said you kind of look for what you do what makes you enjoy it and what you know what kind of doesn't work anymore mm. and that is something i noticed i was like that's a bit weird like why why would he have done that like and it's it's just it's just a lack of forethought i suppose from that's it the but they, they wanted i say they wanted that cool image of the you know like all the, the, the goods and whatever the, coming out the camera yeah, yeah, I think they wanted that, but I think I don't know. It was just a bit of a strange one to do it in the head. Like you, they could have just had him get shot somewhere else, but I suppose a kill shot is a headshot. So there you have it. Um, but uh, so he's pretty much picked them all off now. At this point, we're left down to just the the main man, Dutch, Big and Dutch. Anna, and Poncho, and Poncho yeah. was injured. If you remember, if you remember, he was injured. Yeah, so he- they're trying to carry him, and I think. He tells them to go. He says, listen, I'm just weighing you down. Yeah. Which, you know, very similar to uh, Billy in this sense, where he's just like, I'll buy you some time. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Because he's, he's screwed as it is, so. Yeah, he knows he's not getting out, so they leave him with a weapon. Now, if they just took his weapons off him, <laughs> well, I suppose, I suppose he'll die there anyway, because he, how's he going to get out? But, uh, <laughs> why, would you, why would you take his weapons off him? Though? That's, that'd be just mean. <laughs> well, the predator wouldn't attack him if he had no weapons. No, I suppose I, they don't know that. But uh, that. the fact that he had weapons, you know, because I'd say that the, the predator knew who had and hadn't had them. Yeah. I suppose, yeah. Yeah. But um, they leave him behind, which you know, it's some people would kind of say that's a bit of a dick thing to do. But no, at the same time, you're run, you're running for your life. You can't carry yeah. somebody a big guy like that the whole way. Exactly. And he's, so. he's he knows it himself. He said, like, I'm not getting through this. Like. Yeah. Even if you get me back there, I won't survive. So, 
So that's what they did. They left him there, but it was a case of he was buying them some more time. Yeah. So it's just down to Anna and uh, Dutch here. The main man. The big man. Um. So he he tries to buy her some time by kind of separating away from her a little bit. Yeah. Um. And hunting. <laughs> um. Which doesn't really go all that well for him. No. At the start. At the start. But then he kind of fall he kind of falls into a, a weapon, a little weapon, doesn't he really? When he falls and hits into the mud. Yeah, and that's what I like. It's pure luck. Because it's not something he thought about. It was just Yeah. Because the thing comes it comes it's coming after him slowly he's but in the, he's in like the the river sort of thing. Type and, thing, yeah. And he like crawls out of it into a into the mud. It's a mud bank, and he's just there, and the thing is right coming right up to him, but it doesn't notice him because yeah, he's covered in him. mud. And so. it then sees a movement of a like a rabbit or something in the jungle, yeah. and it goes off and kills that. Yeah. And then he goes, "Okay, okay, you can't see me when I'm covered in mud." So, so then he goes off crafting some uh, really basic weapons, basic but effective. I mean, some of them are basic. Some of them are less than basic like one of them's basic one of them is literally just a huge tree i know that was brilliant like how did he do, how did he manage i mean he's a big guy but how did he manage that all on his own <laughs> i know well again would you say it to Ernie? exactly yeah well i suppose i wouldn't i wouldn't be saying it to him but uh <laughs> it, it is like that's his main weapon and then the other ones are like uh as you say kind of rudimentary like uh we'll put some sticks on the ground and yeah cover them with stuff in the hope that he falls into them and things he, like that. He also um, furnished together a bow and arrow type thing. Yeah. With explosives on it or something. Yeah, he, he uses the bullets that he has left to That's it. To make the bow and arrows which is very inventive to be fair to him. I don't know mm. if it would work in real life but it's it's a cool visual. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but he's now on the hunt um, and the predator seems to have lost his uh Lost because he focus. jumped into the water, he's lost both his focus and he's lost the cloaking device. That's right, yeah. Because the water has like uh, fried it or something. But it's that that stage then, of course, where the mud washes off Dutch. Eventually washes off him, yeah. He he gets a few shots in with the bow and arrow beforehand. Yeah. And swings around, but eventually falls into um into another pool of water. Yeah. And then I, th- I think this is the only film where you see and he getting the snot kicked out. Yeah, and it makes sense, you know. It's it a, does, yeah. It's a, it's a hunting machine. Um, now the scene that we have, like that I have in my background here, this is the one scene that I don't really, I didn't really understand, because he has Arnie there, right, and he's he's pinned him up against the tree. Right. He's he's ready to kill him. He's won the battle. But then, for some reason, he takes off his his own mask. Um, and that, that I know what they wanted. I know they wanted to get the mask off the predator to show what the predator's face is like. I know that's what they wanted, mm. but it just doesn't make sense. Why? You see, you can remember this is an alien species that no one is yeah. meant to know about. And the, what I was, what I took from that scene was that he wanted to face uh, Dutch in hand-to-hand combat without any enhancements. And yeah, you know, he wanted to see his prize, but you say through his own eyes, and rather than through the helmet. Yeah, I don't know. It it just felt like this was something that they kind of 
glossed over a little bit. Um, it, was a, it was a cool. Uh, it it's was a cool, cool visual, and I think visual. that's. I think that's what they were thinking of. They just wanted the visual. Well, this whole film is about visuals, really. Yeah, but it's just it's one of those things where the, he has Dutch. He's beaten him in the fight, both hand to hand and in hunting and stuff. So he's beaten him. He's bested this man. Mm. Then he like checks his skull. Which, I love that bit. Which we know, like that's where he collects, right? Yeah. But there's no. Re- I, I just there, there was no reason to me to why he would have decided right well i'll give him another chance mm-hmm. um well again it's i mean like that, that's the one to... big gripe i really have with the film is that they they again they had an idea in mind they're like we want to get the mask off him and instead of having it like where he has arnie pinned up like this and arnie somehow like if arnie had like hit an uppercut or something and knocks the mask off or something it makes a bit more sense rather than him just letting arnie go and taking the mask off they had okay. an idea that they wanted something done and then mm. just kind of shoehorned it in there. Yeah, I, I mean that's one way of looking at it. But like I was saying, in my opinion, yeah, it's 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 this predator trying to prove itself hunting, and it hand to hand combat, mm. no no enhancement, and he sees his opponent face to face or whatever. You know that 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 to me is the best yeah kind of explanation the, for it. It is a good explanation to be fair, but it's just it's something that I feel they kind of. Um... They could have given us a, a a bit of something to get us to there, you know. Uh, I don't think now, in fairness, in this film, they were uh, thinking ahead and like, yeah. Let, let's give a bit of context to this. Get the mask off, have them fight because there's a couple of minutes left in the film, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think, that, and that's what I mean. Like that's that's just all they had in their head. They're like, we needed to get the mask off them at some point. You gotta let's remember, just do it now. Uh, films and those, and especially action films, there wasn't an awful lot of character development so yeah exactly and see that that's the thing like that's why as i said sometimes that's why i don't look at ratings because people go back and rate them yeah. now and like when i first watched this i wouldn't have thought that i would have no. just been like oh yeah but it's when i go back and look at it and like if you're a critic that is your job to go back and look at it with stuff like yeah. that so you are trying to find these slight issues in it i suppose yeah but we see the the, the hand-to-hand combat with uh with no uh no mask on and he, he's getting the better of Dutch here again. Well, he's a good foot and a half taller than him, so I he's would a, assume so. Yeah, he's getting <laughs> the better of him until he uh, knocks Dutch down near one of his uh, traps. The big boy. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> and this is this is where Dutch... Uh, and I like that it's not like, you know, just in Dutch's reach. Like, it's real easy. Like, oh, he just knocked oh. me here. Bam. It's like Dutch still has to manoeuvre himself to, to get there. And he eventually yeah. does... And this big log just comes, <laughs> cleans them out. It's a it's it's kill. It looks yeah. deadly, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then obviously the the film ends with um, the predator self destructing, kind of laughing to himself. He's been bested. Yeah. Um, and he just kind of laughs to himself, like, okay, the this is a a race worthy of you know, or at least. This this one person this in this one race, person was, yeah, exactly. maybe maybe there's more of him. Like they like obviously he doesn't know he's only met yeah. who he's met, um, but he blows himself up in a huge explosion. Thankfully, Arnold gets away. Yeah, <laughs> D- Dutch gets away and gets to the chopper, and that's it. Yeah, and we just see him kind of flying off. It's it's a it's a fantastic fil- film, and as you said, like visually very pleasing, and it's it's not. Like it's the right kind of dark at times as well. Like yeah. you know, yeah. 
it's not like really bright because it shouldn't be really bright because they're in a jungle. But there are times when in the, you know, kind of, I love films in, we'll say in the jungle because it's so colourful. Yes. So vibrant. So like there are, there are moments when it's like the green, the green inferno, as they say. Yeah. You know, so I love that kind of, and then, you know, like, you, you know, you do see it in, in, in night time and all that, but um, it's not all kind of just dark. There's, as I say, they're, they're fighting this thing in the daytime as well. Yeah, but what I noticed is that they, it's normally quite green. Like, you see those green, like, bright sort of green colours yeah. when they tend to have the upper hand or when they feel like they have the upper hand. And then when it's going badly for them, it flips to being dark. Mm. Which is a great little effect, you know, because Absolutely. It, it, it shifts your, you as a viewer, it shifts your thought your f- process. Like yeah. even without you realizing it shifts your thought of like, oh, things are going badly here because you, it goes well when it's bright and it goes badly when it's dark. Yeah. Absolutely. So it, it's, it's a very smart little camera, not a camera trick, I suppose, but camera lighting. It's very smart. Isn't it mad to think, well, in my opinion, anyway, that the real star of the film was the Predator, when you think about it. When you think of the legacy that the the, the character has now with spin-offs and comics and figures and, you know, it's it is a real pop icon. It is, yeah. It, it, became, it's, it became a franchise. Like, yeah. I can't imagine when they made this film that the plan was ever to make a franchise. The plan was, you know, let's get Arnie in and do a big action film because Arnie's deadly for big action films where we give him a couple of one-liners. Yeah. Like that, I mean, that, that's what Arnie's best for. That, that's what I love him. Like his one-liners. I don't, I don't want to see Arnie in some sort of acting masterclass ever. Oh. I don't ever want to see that from him. All I want is Arnie in a film where there's a couple of one-liners and, you know, a lot of action scenes. That's what I want from Arnie. Let's be honest. There's different types of film experiences. Yeah. And, and an Arnie film experience, you leave your brain at the door and you have a bit of fun. Yeah. That's all you want. Oh, yeah. I just want loads of fight scenes and big action stuff. And then and one, loads of one-liners. Then the one-liners, the little quips from him and from the other people around him. That's mm-hmm. what I want when I go to see a film with him in it. Like, that's that's what I'm expecting. And when I get yeah. that, I'm happy. I'm happy. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, this, is one of, this is definitely one of his best. This and Terminator. And now, do you prefer Terminator 1 or 2? Um, I'd say Terminator 2 is probably the better film. But I think the fact that you had to come up with the entire concept of Terminator for the first film. You know something? I prefer Terminator 1. I just prefer the uh, the atmosphere. Mm. And if it, it does, it feels so 1980s. It does, yeah. Uh, but I think with like if Terminator 1, if they hadn't managed to do that so well, Obviously, Terminator 2 wouldn't be as good as, as good as it is. I think what I like about Terminator 2 is that Sarah Connor has kind of grown into her own a bit. Yeah, she's a badass in that one, isn't she? In the first one, she's she's a bit, like, wishy-washy, you know? Yeah, which like, well, she, she soon changes around. She does, and, you know, it, I think it works well in the first one to have her, like, she's just... Because if you were just some random woman, you know, or, or even man, I suppose, like, if you're just some yeah. random person, then this... Arnie comes walking at you, but he's actually a bloody robot, like yeah. from the future. You know, you're not going to have your wits about you all that much, oh, are you? No, absolutely. So, Nobody would. No. So I think, like, it is fair that they did it that way. But I think Terminator 2, probably as an overall film, is probably better. 
but if they hadn't if Terminator One hadn't been as good as it is, mm. um, it wouldn't you wouldn't be able to go to where Terminator Two went. Yeah, here's a uh, maybe I'd say you'll be able to answer this for me. Who's the only actor to have been killed by an alien, a predator, and a Terminator? Oh, um, I'm trying to think. Is it in one of the first term, like the first few Terminators, or is it late it's, Terminator? It's, okay, I'll tell you the films that he's in. Right? He got killed in, Term- in Terminator 2. No, sorry, Terminator 1. He got uh-huh. killed in Predator 2. And in, I think it was Aliens, or Alien 3. Aliens. Jeez, oh, that is a tough one now. It's obviously, it's not a main character no, in no. any of them. So, no. I'm thinking aliens. It's got to be. Jeez, I have, I have no idea. Actually, I, I'm thinking. Is it one of the maintenance guys from Aliens? No, no. He's a marine. A marine. Yeah. Jeez, I have no idea. Then who is it? Uh, it's Bill Pullman. He it... was. In in Terminator One, he was one of the punks at the very start. Oh yeah, that's quite all right. right? Okay. In te- in te- in Predator Two, he was the kind of wise cracking cop with the hat. I was actually thinking in Terminator it had to be it had to be a cop. I was like, but which one? I yeah, just didn't put them together. So there you go. There's a little He's, that's bit a, of useless that's information in, for you. That's a bit of uh, trivia knowledge there, isn't it? Saddle when it comes to that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, you know that everyone everyone's got some useless trivia knowledge in their head somewhere. You know, you just need to try and get the right people there when you're doing a table quiz, I suppose. Yeah. Well, you now you know if you need me for a yeah. table quiz. Yeah. Well, if I if there's going to be a, a question on that, I now have that little bit of uh, information in my head. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, th- th- like as I said, this is one of the best Arnie films I think probably yeah. ever. It's um, my favourite Arnie film, without a shadow of a doubt. It's definitely up there. This, The Terminators, they're up there. Um, Conan, Conan the Barbarian as well. Conan's quite good, yeah. It's. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's on the level of these, but uh, it's it's cheesier, in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll tell you one that I do like by Arnie, and it's it's super cheesy, and it is not a, like a generic Arnie flick. It's a Christmas one, Jingle All the Way. Oh yeah. It's it's not what you'd expect Arnie to be in, but he just no. does it so well. Like the whole thing is just, you know. Well, funny when he took it when he when he took his put his hand to comedy, he did it well. He did do it well as well, and that that see that's why I like it because it's mm. it's a different side of him. Um, I actually it's not a particularly great film, but uh, when he's Mister Freeze and Batman. Oh, nice to see you. Yeah, I love <laughs> I love him in that because it's, it's it's just all one liners. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. <laughs> It's just it's <laughs> one-liner Arnie stuff. Like it's brilliant. Mm. The rest of the films have been all right, but oh. like Arnie, mint. Yeah, he's <laughs> cold. He's cool. He, yeah, he is. He's colder than a block of ice. That guy. <laughs> um, but no, it was great to have you on, Carl, and it was great to uh, rewatch this film. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I love the show, man. Keep it going. It's... Yeah, well, that's the hope. That's the hope. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what do you have coming up now for yourself? Um, this week I will be podcasting with a band called uh, the Dystopian Project, who are a Dublin band. And oh, very nice. They're like, 
they're very 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 good musicians and but they've they've had a lot of ups and downs so i might get a you know i might without without getting too uh controversial i'll try and get a bit of a good old story out of them you know yeah well i mean musicians always you know a lot of musicians have ups and downs i suppose yeah and a part and parcel of the business isn't it absolutely and, and funny enough they just released a new ep so we'll be talking about that and um you know whatever else they want to talk about i, I like leaving kind of what they want to talk about up to them up to them yeah let them let just let it flow naturally i suppose just yeah. a bit of yeah just a bit of freedom for them you know what i mean so yeah and that'll be on uh that'll be released on the dynamo podcast network uh youtube Absolutely. on yeah. uh, monday every monday is metal monday on metal the monday yeah, you, the you, you coined that, didn't you? I think I did, yeah. I, I don't know when I came up with it, but I seen it one... I don't know if I seen it one day or if I, I was just putting hashtags in on Twitter for you. And I was like, oh, Metal Monday works. Well, I have to... Uh, can I just say one thing um, before we sign off? Yeah. Ted, you're, you're the MVP of the DPN, and don't ever forget that. I'll tell you that now because you're the one who always you know, helps us all with our shows. So fair play to you. Ah, we all, we all put the work in. You know, yeah. Well, we all, all got to support each other. Means a lot, brother. It means a lot from everybody. Uh, but it's been great having you on, and it's a great, great, great film. No wonder it's your uh, favorite. Uh, Check it out. <laughs> pick up little Arnie there. Let him, let him have a little look. See as we sign off. Get to the chopper. He got out. He got out safe, lads. No worries to him. But that's <laughs> it for this week. So good luck. Well, it's time for that part of the show that you all love. The advertisements for our sponsors. I know, I know. None of us really like listening to these, but the truth is that we wouldn't be able to bring you this content without them. So let's just get down to it. First off, Wrestling Mania, the top floor of Stevens Green Shopping Centre. Really good shop for all of your wrestling needs, uh, whether that's DVDs, title belts, pop figure figurines, other collectibles t-shirts and if you like boxing and mma he has stuff there for you too if he doesn't have something that you want you can ask him he'll order it in no problems really nice guy the owner of this shop so get on down to wrestling mania on the top floor of stevens green shopping center oh what's that a pandemic well that doesn't mean he's closed catch him on facebook just send him a message he'll sort you out no problems asked and our other sponsor, Peter Hart Graphics. Now, this guy has done most of, if not all of the graphics for the Dynamos Podcast Network. Really good stuff, guys. Seriously, this is top, top quality stuff. And he doesn't charge a bomb for it, which is the greatest part. If you need any sort of graphic designed, it's peterhartgraphics at gmail.com. That's Peter, P-E-T-E-R, Hart, H-A-R-T-E, Graphics, G-R-A-P-H-I-C-S at gmail.com. This guy is the easiest person I've ever worked with when it comes to making a graphic. He'll, You give him your ideas, he'll come back with something similar to what you wanted. And then if it might be exactly what you want. And if it's not, he is so open to criticism and tweaks. And he'll be back to you as soon as you give him what you want updated on that. This is easy, easy stuff to get done. But actually, if you tried to do it yourself, you'd realize just how difficult it is to make it look smooth and clean. Not a problem with Peter Hart Graphics. Check out his stuff on his Facebook page, Peter Hart Graphics. 